Sie hören Sport und Musik. In a world where fans fight over whether to call it football, football, or soccer, two German men defy the odds and call it Fußball. Bringing you inside the German-American Fußball experience. And now, here are your hosts, the Schnitzel Boys. Yep, 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 No, that's all gone. That's back. That all finished within days of each other a few days ago. What was it? Germany was eliminated on what? Like a Saturday and USA was eliminated uh, on Monday? It was the Something other like way. Was The other way around? Other way no, around, USA right? was eliminated later because they're the round of 16. Right, they made the round of 16. They like, were eliminated on, they were the first ones. They got eliminated Tuesday, sad, Sunday, Sunday and we okay. uh, Saturday and we got eliminated Thursday. Okay, there you go. So after so all there, that, making it out of the group was only good for 48 extra hours. 48 <laughs> extra hours. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, definitely, definitely. This is the first World better. Cup. This is the first World Cup in the modern era that the United States did better than the Germans did. So, yeah, that has on. not happened. 2002 got close. 2002 got very close. It was But, a Torsten Frings handball away, perchance. I was worried. That's right. Thank God there was no VAR. Yep. Back then. Uh, but even if there was VAR, we would have maybe scored I don't know. It was like Germany a, would have won. It was right by the it was right by his body, the hand. But that's certainly nobody. Nobody would have complained. Nobody would have complained. Daniel Young, he Daniel Young is you back. Well, thank you for being here. This is, for we coming. want people to come. And you're it's an here. Odd, it's a different uh, at a different different hour, different day. We thought we'd do it between rounds. Talk a little bit about. Uh, I mean, after the the group stage, everything was very exciting and tense. These these round of sixteen games was a lot of. There were a lot of blow. Were a lot of clear winners. Two two PK shootouts. Everything else was pretty decisive. However, there was one team that deserved to be eliminated. Because they were just a little too soft against Japan. And that team was Spain. Because, oh, they wanted second place. And they got second place. And they got Morocco. And they got their butts handed to them, baby. I was rooting for Morocco yeah. so hard. Spain yeah. goes home. Spain goes home. Spanien weg. 7-0 against Costa Rica. And now that's it. Didn't didn't no. matter. 3-0 in penalties against the Moroccan. I did not. We're uh, gone. I did not watch uh, a lot of that game. Actually, I was watched the, the shootout. Both the Japan and the Spain shootout was sort of puzzling in their shittiness. <laughs> like the the, I mean, it was just the Moroccan keeper. Obviously, 
you know, was very much celebrated for making all these saves. He didn't Great concede save. a single one. But, like, I mean, you know, you or I would have made at least one or two of those saves. Those were not good penalties. No, I, I call bullshit. call bullshit on that. <laughs> I think they're too I fast. Mean, but... okay. Maybe you Bono know, knows those guys. Hold perhaps Bono. we are not. We are not. That's that's it's an exaggeration. Maybe we would not have saved it. But these were not. They were not good penalties. So Morocco and Spain are effectively neighbors. This I think nine miles of water. I've been to apart. Spain. I have looked at Morocco from Spain. Myself. Right, and vice versa. You, you can go to Morocco, look at Spain. Uh, but they're worlds apart. North Africa, Middle East, Muslim country, you know, Spain, you know, sure, yeah. royal Christian, whatever European country. Uh, what, what, what that means is La Liga being such a great league is their goalkeeper Bono, and I'm sure plenty of other Moroccan players, could just go up the channel and play in La Liga. I'm sure there's a lot of Moroccans in La Liga, mm-hmm. Bono specifically. So Bono plays for Sevilla, a great a great uh, 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 Spanish club that always punched above its weight. So he was. The, so when all these Spanish guys go up to play, take their PKs or penalties, Bono is the guy that's in the know. He knows these guys. He blocks these guys. He knew these guys. So that was an advantage to them. And how does it make you feel, Bjorn, that the group Germany couldn't get out of? Both of the teams were eliminated in the round of 16 and couldn't get to the quarters either way. Well, I certainly feel feel quite confident that Germany would have done better in the PK shootout. In place uh, of I don't either, know, man. In place of either of those teams. I think... Uh... I don't know. Well, about you think that. you think this further this further devalues our our performance? That's the history. But remember that PK against who was was it against Italy two Euros ago, or I don't know where it was. Maybe I think it was. I just remember it being the yeah, long. We, hey, it was like fifteen PKs. Yeah, it went it went it went long long ways. Yeah, and we looked like we were about to lose that pretty. Openly. But we did not. Yeah, prevailed. thankfully prevailed. we prevailed towards the end. What was that it? Was, that was Germany, Italy, Germany, Euro, Italy. 2016? Yeah, that was very, very stressful. Yeah. 20... What was it, 2012? No. 2012, um, we lost to Mario Balotelli. He scored a couple goals. Been 2016. Yeah, probably 2016. Yeah. The last time Germany were decent in a tournament. Um, um, did they get out of the yeah. semis in that one? So that's a freaking hard yeah, yeah, yeah. to remember. I just remember Portugal won, even though France was probably the better team in that tournament. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so I got some new swag today. I picked up. Very Jeremy nice looking jersey. Looking very trim. And you got an NYCFC shirt on. Oh, I got my that? I got the NYCFC shirt and the, the Germany, the Shirla bucket hat. So this is the Shirla story. I'm rocking. Oh yeah, this, let's hear it. I got this on like one of those YouTube shorts things. So who knows how accurate it is? It's just some robotic VO being like, do you know this is a fact? With no sources cited or anything. Like, you know. <laughs> According to this robot on YouTube, uh, <laughs> halftime at the 2014 semifinal between Germany and Brazil, mm-hmm. we were up 5 nothing, mm-hmm. And Joachim Löw told the boys to just like take your foot off the gas. It's going to be embarrassing. Let's just leave it at five goals. That's that. Apparently, Andre Scherle was in the bathroom dropping a deuce. During that <laughs> he missed it. He missed it. He missed the speech. And in second half, when he came off the bench, he freaking set up a goal and he set up two goals, right, or something. He I don't know, scored but... one uh, for sure. I do remember. I do remember. It sort of he scored one. It sort of came off his shin right. and went in the in the in the top left corner. And he he right. made this like he celebrated, going like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sort like, of I like oh, I, didn't, 
I didn't no. really mean to. I didn't no. even mean to do that. Really, I got sort of lucky. It bounced the right way. Like, he well, that's so th but that's yeah. proof that he didn't miss the speech taking a dump, like that YouTube robot said. Because if he, he was regretful in that goal, that means he heard the speech. Means he heard right? the he heard the thing. Yeah, or maybe somebody told him. I don't know. Who mm. knows? I mean, yeah, it's like. Also, uh, how soundproof are those bathrooms? I mean, isn't yeah, the you hear, you isn't the hear. locker room just right over there? I don't know. I don't know. I've never been. But, never been. <laughs> no, me neither. No, that's interesting. I don't know. I mean, it definitely felt like they were going a little easy, but I mean, that game was over. And Brazil kind of did the same to South Korea, it felt like. I made that joke on it. Somebody on Texas like, yeah, Brazil knows what it's like. They should be a little they should be a little nice. Sensitive. Uh, we all remember the tears. We all remember the tears of David Luiz after the game. Well, and, like, we just yeah. wanted to bring happiness, and we failed. I'm sorry, Brazil, and all that beautiful, sweet, sweet tears that Germans tasted in their soup <laughs> for the ultimate I mean, success. It was, it was pretty great. Oh my god, I do remember <laughs> that very clearly. I mean, it was sort of surreal. Like it was, yeah. it was sort of fun for fun the first half hour, but then it was very, very, very right. strange, very weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I've rewatched the game a couple times. And in the very beginning, Brazil kicks from outside the box and just misses the goal. The whole audience, the whole crowd just goes, ooh, like almost, which was not an almost. And it was just a perfect indicative, an indicator that like Brazil was not a good team that year. And it's just like, if that's what you yeah. got, Germany's going to punish you. And sure enough, they did. I think uh, uh, Thiago Silva being out in that game was big. With right. Thiago Silva. Neymar they also being out. Yeah, yeah, no. but Thiago Silva even more so. I think right. I don't think Thiago Silva is in that game. They don't concede seven. I don't think. But I tell you, Brazil is back, and they're right. They're, they're done being. Um, they're looking not good. The best team anymore. They're like, we haven't won a World Cup in twenty years. We're Brazil. Pele is in the hospital. Let's do this. We're Brazil. I would I say this kind of. I don't know. Tell me what you think. I think a lot of the time, uh, in a World Cup. There's a lot of hype about the star players, right? You right. you they throw out these these names, and then oftentimes they are not really the protagonists. It's like right. other people, and mm -hmm. a lot of casual viewers are like, "What is up with this messy guy? Like he doesn't right. seem to be that good." Or my my brother-in-law swears that Messi's overrated, and the only reason he thinks that he, is because he's only seen World only Cup. Only seen him in the World Cup, and but it's this like, one, yeah. This one is different. The stars right. are out. The stars are well. Uh, whether I mean, except for Neymar Ronaldo, and but, Cristiano uh, Ronaldo are out. Well, Neymar Neymar played quite well in the yeah in the round of Cristiano sixteen. Cristiano Ronaldo is the exception. Mbappe had an absolute. Right. Uh, no, you're right. You're right. I think thrashed the game. Messi was Messi's Messi's been very good, good to go. Um, Messi scored his first ever goal in a knockout round in the World Cup, which is mind blowing. Mm -hmm. because he's been at World Cup since 2006. Well, they so this is what, his fifth well, World yeah. Cup? So that blows my mind. Uh, and then, you're right, Mbappe is playing. I guess Neymar is fine. Uh, yeah. uh, I think Cristiano Ronaldo is the only one not showing up. But he's just Cristiano Ronaldo was, didn't, didn't get that. That was a gutsy, he's gutsy doing this call. Weird. Cristiano Ronaldo is doing this Charlie Sheen thing where he's doing this like manic like, like episode. It's been going for months now. But he's not like he's just a baby who's past his prime, really. <laughs> and I love that it culminated into, into Fernando Sant Fernando Santush benching him. 
because he was whining on his way out of the game, which I didn't realize at the time. He saw it later in his own little coach's VAR, I guess, where he saw after the fact. So he benched him with this young whippersnapper from Benfica who freaking scored a hat trick. Scored a hat trick. I mean, a beautiful yeah. hat trick. It's like, Making oh, that's his coach, coming out party. The that's coach the beauty is, of the World Cup. The coach is like, thank you. Thank you very much for doing that because, yeah, yeah very, pretty unambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> not only I did mean, they win they won amazingly and it's almost like now we definitely aren't going to play Cristiano Ronaldo anymore we've been hearing it team. you've been hearing yeah. it here on the schnitzel boys for a while right like Ronaldo if you want to be a top top class team you could not play Ronaldo at this point it's like playing a man down off the ball yeah and, and the only club that wants him is some club in Saudi Arabia it's so. in, for 200 no, what I mean please uh, yeah go to Saudi Arabia that's yeah, get fine. lost. Go make your money. Get out of here. Um, I don't want to see you anymore. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I did not think the Portuguese. The, I don't think I don't think Portugal would be able to. They would be able to do that. But even it's they're like, listen, we're in the knockout rounds here. We have they have a good team. I mean, Bruno is a completely different player with Ronaldo not uh, not there. And so Pepe scored at 41. Pepe scored or whatever. At 40 or something. 76 <laughs> no, years 30. old. Pepe scored his first goal <laughs> during the 1938 Benito Mussolini World Cup. Oh my God. He was a young whippersnapper back then, but he's a vet now. Yeah, now he's a little bit older. Older yeah, now. Pepe. He doesn't. He's thirty eight, and he looks forty two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, he's bald. It's hard to tell if you're bald. Do it right. Because you're bald, you just look like that forever. Yeah, he got a goal, and the team looked good. Portugal without Ronaldo could be a contender. With Ronaldo, no way. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's looking like that, right? Yeah. So we'll 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 see. We'll see how that goes. That was interesting. But other than that. Yeah, Argentina looked good. Although I was, I had some thoughts watching that Argentina Australia game was interesting to me. You know, thinking back to the U.S. Iran situation, where people are like, "Why can't we?" The hostages this, from the seventies. Why can't? No. Which which U.S. Iran situation? <laughs> Just I was. Which one? There's a lot of U.S. Iran. As soon situation. as I as soon as I said the Oliver North the Oliver North controversy <laughs> where he I was just thinking I was just Iran thinking Indiana. very recently about the game that was played. I don't know if you caught it a few 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 oh, days ago, game? not that long ago. Soccer game between game? the you U.S. and Iran. I don't like soccer. Uh, they spend too much time falling on the ground, <laughs> pretending to be injured. What's that all about? Boo, soccer. Oh, you're one of those. What's you're that one all of those about? people who came come out every four years with the anti with the anti soccer takes. A, a friend of mine Ties? put on Facebook. What is this? I know, and on Facebook, and I'm just like, I always want to be like, what a glorious way to announce you have no understanding of something. <laughs> I know. It's I am like, stupid and proud. You're allowed of to it. ask. You're allowed to ask. It's like, there's a reason why that happens. It's also that people, you know, people can't just, it seems like people can't just not like soccer. They have to right. ostentatiously not like soccer. They have to be, have a reason for it. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be like, oh, ties. I don't. Why do they like, fall oh, around? I don't care. I don't care for this. I'll just watch uh, like, something else. No, it's like, this is an, this is an assault. Fox News had an anti-soccer report on, which I was expecting. Of course they But did. I find it extra hilarious because who's broadcasting the damn World Cup? Fox! <laughs> Sabotaging their ratings. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's like... Uh, um, 
it's really wild that that's it's that, a tradition just like christmas anyway, every four years the u.s has an anti-soccer tradition people people come out on twitter and then other people go get into it you know they're like no you are wrong soccer is good it's like this is not a, a winnable i don't engage my policy is very simple we have enough fans you kidding me how expensive tickets are how long I mean, lines are right we don't need like, any more fans so if you're not, not into like it we have any stay away yeah. Stay away. Not, it's, it's fine it's okay it's totally fine to not i mean listen sometimes i wish i <laughs> anyway so yeah, the, uh, they do fall over too easily go stick to football where they put pads on and commercials all the time go do that anyway what i was gonna say 10 minutes ago is that uh <laughs> the u.s iran the, situation the u.s and iran soccer you know, people game. the soccer game where people were like oh why can't we you know sub in geo reina and play keep away and get uh, be able to not uh, you know, to run out this game. And Argentina had a very, had very similar problems against Australia. It's just not easy. Australia really also not a good team. Well, not- Spain and Morocco, like uh, my good friend Alejandro, Spanish, was just like, we need to learn how to score against a team that defends. It's like, it's hard. If your whole team is in the box, the whole game, yeah. you can't break them down. There you go. On to penalty as we go. So, uh, yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, it's just the game. The game is just like that. Sometimes you have these and even Australia, they got a goal. They got a fluky goal and then they had a chance to tie it in the last second. They, you know, ball bounces around. It's just sort of the nature of this lows of the low scoring. Uh, If you can keep it close, you're never really out of it, even in the most even in the most sort of lopsided matchup. I don't know. You're going to get something. So what you're saying is the U.S. should have done much better against the Netherlands, because I look at you, I look at Australia, Argentina, I'm like, look at them do way better against Argentina than we did against Holland. And you look, you know, there's only like two. If you had to rank of, of the eight games, if you had to rank game from like least embarrassing to most embarrassing, we would probably be third from the bottom. So the Swiss were Embar- by far the most embarrassed, um, right? The Swiss oh, by far. Him. Well, let me let me see then. Hold on. And then Senegal, right? Three nothing. That was pretty bad for Senegal. I would probably put that second to last. And then it's USA Netherlands. No, right? Korea. Oh, you're right, Korea. Korea. Korea against Brazil. That would be right above Brazil. Central. That was a blowout. Poland had nothing against France. I just, I disagree. What was the I Poland would say score? It was three to one, but it felt like I mean the one was. The one was, you know, a fluky penalty in stoppage time. That was a no. that was Poland had nothing. I don't I don't agree. I think I think Well then where would you rank it? You'd rank it. I would rank fourth? it. Let me look at the results. Here. Um Eng- yeah, Senegal, crew. I would rank it probably behind the the shootouts. Here we go. Well, we have Netherlands three one. Argentina Australia one. I would rank yeah, it well, no. fourth. I would rank it fourth. Yeah, the shootouts and then Argentina Australia and then Netherlands. And then also. Netherlands. Yeah, I would say I don't think that was. I don't think it was an embarrassing. I'm not saying cost. it's embarrassment. Just, just rank it. So it's right. You actually make me feel better. So it's like fourth. It's right in the middle. Yeah, it's right in the middle. For like, sure. The shootouts did better because even when the shootouts the... was Spain losing. It wasn't Spain winning. That's pretty embarrassing. Right, right, right. On if you lose the shootout as the higher ranked team, that gives you a little weight. 
the way well i think i think that's too. why they were they had some heavy legs like walking up they definitely felt the they felt the pressure um but yeah, I mean, I think that Argentina Australia game wasn't as close as the score suggested. I think that could have been a much bigger. But I mean, you know, in terms of the game, Australia had a real chance to tie it at the end. So um, I think, yeah, I guess maybe that that was a little bit closer. But I thought it was comparable in terms of the um, certainly like if if the Netherlands and the U.S. play ten times. And Argentina and Australia play ten times. I would definitely bet on the U.S. to win more of those games. All right, I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet. But so before the World Cup, Argentina was like the big bad wolf. I'll tell you, Argentina's winning, but they're not destroying anybody. I think Brazil is freaking running away with it right now. Yeah, Fran- France is pretty dang strong. France is looking and Portugal. Good. And Portugal just had, an, had kind of a coming out party. I mean, yeah. 6-1 against Switzerland without in, in the knockout round without Ronaldo? That's a community that's saying something. I mean, that all that seemed seemed a little bit like the team kind of uh you it's know, like we're free <laughs> making a point, right? Being like, yeah, yeah. we like this very much. <laughs> <laughs> this is very good and we like it very much and we would well, like to what keep if doing Portugal- it this way. What if Portugal wins the World Cup because they bench Ronaldo? What if that's like the yeah? Thing that's that po- it's possible. I think they're I think they're up there. I mean, we're gonna at this point, right? We're gonna see. We're we're looking at. We have Netherlands against Argentina. You're gonna. That's gonna be interesting. Um, yeah, because think... again, Argentina are favorites or whatever. But the Netherlands are doing great. Louis van Gaal is full of tricks. Like I don't know, yeah. I put that at a pretty big fifty-fifty, right? That I can't could sit be there and that say... could that could go close. I mean, that's also a classic matchup. They have that. I mean, you right. know, the nineteen seventy-eight final, final. I actually am old enough to remember, and uh, uh, yeah, that should be close. I think I would game. Argentina give Argentina the advantage, but Argentina has been vulnerable defensively. They don't look. A friend of mine, shout out to Mark Faison, was saying that you cannot win the World Cup with Otamendi. <laughs> as your center back and i you know we'll find out but i think that might be that might be true they're not yeah. super they're, they're a little loose defensively france against england uh, huge matchup no nope, real please. quick all louis van hall has to do is find a way to isolate messi and louis van hall could probably figure that out he's like if i do x y and z that eliminates messi and there you go so yeah i could see that match going to penalties or something scoreless uh um, i don't know I think our, our yeah. favorites, but I wouldn't be surprised if Netherlands were able to figure that out. That's that's possible. And then, uh, yeah, France, England, you would have to give France, France the, the edge, edge, but England is England's looking you good. Know, that's that's the whole Southgate mentality is the defensive stability, and we'll see if they can if they can if they can hold on to that. You know, like France look good against Poland, but England are better, so we'll see. Croatia, yeah. Brazil, Croatia, Brazil, you gotta. Give it to Brazil. Gotta give it to Brazil. Although, although Croatia's again, be Croatia boring. is the probably the best team that they've played so far. Yeah, Croatia's a little aged, I think, and um, I think they'll hold them. I think it won't be a high scoring game or anything. But I think Brazil, just like how they handled, um, would they hit Serbia in the in the first round? They'll find they'll find. I think it'll be a similar match. Croatia has better players. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think they play a similar type of soccer. And I think Brazil will use some creativity to figure that out and get a goal at the end or something. Probably. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, but they also, until this game, they were not 
as um you know this they scored in the second half and and it wasn't like as free flowing this was a pretty pretty good game for them so yeah and then uh, morocco against portugal who knows i mean yeah morocco i would love now, for it to be morocco going, again but it'd be great morocco brazil in the semis would be awesome i think it'd be great i want a surprise i want some surprises here you know yeah. uh, i would love for morocco to go a little further i think that's the end of it i think portugal is going to figure them out and I think they have been a little more rotated. I think Morocco is not as rotated as Portugal is, mm. you know, but, uh, and the way Portugal played, you know, it's not a guarantee with the world cup. Every game is its own little thing. So just cause some team won six, one last week. Yeah. Doesn't mean Jack for the next. No, game, that's really. the math. The no. math doesn't. And for every, you know, if you look back for every, uh, world cup run, there's always a, there's always that game. There's always that game where you almost you kind of you know you kind of make it through, but you you're not you you get a little lucky or you're having a bit of a hard time. You know, in 2014 for Germany Algeria. Was, was the Algeria game, right. and uh, it could at be at the yeah, and mm-hmm. um, so it's not you know the teams and sometimes the teams that have had it easy are lacking a little bit of that resilience and, and then kind of can't, can't come back when there's some kind of adversity. So yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I think Argentina probably has already been through that with their loss to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. And so they are maybe more ready. I don't know. The Netherlands might be feeling a little too good about themselves. We'll see. It'll be interesting. I mean, these are all great. All four of these are really unmissable i think uh, and i i'm i'm yeah i mean i was saying this before the stars are showing up uh aside from all the bs that we've obviously but there's talked also about, it's been a pretty it's been a pretty great tournament it's been a great tournament but just like a good world cup stars are showing like new stars are coming mm-hmm. Corey gakpo uh and then i mean what are the other you know like like uh the morocco the moroccan team like certain surprises show up and then they are showing up could have you been know, Muziala. And, and, Muziala could have been one of Muziala them. Muziala and Enner Valencia also in the opening ground, how good he was. And, you know, and for a lot of foreigners, a lot of Americans are coming out in this tournament. There's nothing but links to different bigger clubs from X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. So so in addition to the, to the stars showing up, except for Germany, uh, for the other stars showing up, the new stars are also showing up. So, you know, this is a big time. This is, you know, like I said, it's a big uh, summer for Cody Gakpo. Uh, uh, Lewandowski finally was able to score a goal at a freaking World Cup this time, even though he's gone, you know. So, yeah, it's really exciting. I give Brazil the tournament. Bjorn, who's gonna win the World Cup? Stefan says Brazil. What do you think? Who's winning? Um, I'm gonna say France. Ooh, I, I would, I think a Brazil France 98 rematch is coming. And I, but I think Brazil is going to get the revenge. You know the story of the '98 final, right? The whole secret, the controversy there, and all that stuff. Remind me. Well, Brazil didn't show up. France won three nothing, and Brazil were remarkably bad, and they didn't even warm up. Something happened in that locker room, which to this day no one will share. The locker huh. room will take that secret to the grave. However, um, rumors are or here on the Schnitzel Boys. Here on the Schnitzel we have, Boys, we we know we know more. We know more because to find your boys guys ears to the ground. <laughs> uh, Ronaldo, OG Ronaldo, Ronaldo Phenomeno, best Fat player in the world when I was watching. Back fat in the Ronaldo. Little fatty Ronaldo. Back then he was thin and not fat. 
but he had he had problems. He had tremors. Oh. He, he had night terrors and tremors, and he <gasps> would he had um, epileptic seizures. Oh wow! I did that, not that, know that that he does not share with anybody. Oh, wow. And he had a big epileptic seizure either that morning or that night before on the eve of the game. And that's why his name was actually taken from the roster, and, and his name was not. His name was uh, removed, but then re-added last minute. Mm. Uh, and the French were sort of not taken by surprise; knew it was going to happen. But but there was something with Ronaldo that happened, uh, uh, and like I said, he got sick or, or he had his epileptic seizure. He was they were going to remove him from the roster, but he said no. Please put me in. I think a couple of his mates were just like. Yeah, we got to play him. So they put him on the lineup, but he was not 100%. Hmm. And they played that game like zombies in that final. And the Brazilians don't want to talk about it. Uh, and that was the 98 World Cup final from a Brazilian perspective. And then so they... for Brazil and France to have a rematch here in 2022, it would be a nice rematch. That would be, be interesting, like, right, let's, yeah. get, let's get this done this time. Took it all out on Germany four years later in the final. <laughs> Yes, the, the, four years later they came back and they won. They won with uh, with something with happened in the Germany locker room. <laughs> <It came laughs> yeah, this like, is what happened. They're like, Dude, like are we in the final? It's like I play second <laughs> like, division. I what play happened? For I play. These for guys Tottenham. are these guys are, are really these guys are <laughs> really good. I don't know. <laughs> really, really good. Uh, it's like I play have for Bayer Leverkusen. Have you seen these? Have you seen this team? They're very Brazil. They're very good. This is going to be different than a game against South Korea, the United States, and Paraguay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So, so you give it to France. I give it to Brazil. First half was respectable, but that was it. In the 2002 final. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, it wasn't too bad. I don't know. I just remember Germany, like Oliver Kahn, kicked it out because this was before the sweeper keeper. And 100 percent of the time, the Brazilians got the ball. Like it never went to a German player ever. Oli Kahn. I don't think could complete a pass if you paid him. <laughs> and they did pay him. They paid him handsomely. <laughs> he uh, was the sh- the 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 absolute epitome of a shot stopper. Like, yeah, I think he was a great. You gave him the ball. Great. He punt. He would punt it. That's it. Right. Has but, he but, ever? But then is there the footage side, of Oliver Kahn um, passing the ball to somebody ever? I don't think so. Ah, uh, we have to dig deep for that. But like, there was a moment at the very end that Mitzelder should have finished. He he finished a huge. He like did a, He had a Chris Wanlowski moment mm-hmm. at the end there. Like there were opportunities. We should have capitalized on a couple opportunities, and we just did not. And Brazil always happen. had the ball, and they only yeah. scored on a mistake because it was raining. And Oliver Kahn <sighs> should have punched it, supposed to caught it, dropped it. You know. Anyway, we can talk two thousand two all day. But I have another. I have another thing to say about this quarterfinal matchup. You know, and this is relevant to us with an interest in the U.S. men's national team. The There were seven coaches of the 32 in this tournament that were on their second World Cup cycle entering this tournament. Oh, right. And none of them seven, in the quarter. Seven, Except for Chichi. Five of them. Five really? of them. Five of the seven are in the are in the are in the quarterfinals. So this is this a little bit. I read uh, actually credit goes to Henry Bushnell for uh, writing for Yahoo Sports. He had an article today about the second cycle business because you know that's what we're learning now. Everybody is pondering. Greg Berhalter and the 
the and U.S. soccer are in negotiations about his contract. His contract's up at the end of the year. Is he gonna? Resign. Is he gonna return? Do people want him US, to return? Does he want to come back? Do people? US, what's U.S. soccer is offering an extension. It's up to Greg whether he's gonna take it or not. Oh, that's the that's what's happening. Yes. Oh, you know this. Okay. Well, I, know, I thought I just heard news. like uh, I just yeah. heard they're talking. I just heard they're yeah, talking. they're talking. I did not heard. I didn't hear like oh for sure. I guess that makes I guess that makes sense if you don't. Uh, yeah, right. Anyway, but there is and myself included. I had the same sort of sense of like oh second cycle never does ne never goes as well as the as the first blah blah blah, and uh, you know he had some. Uh, he had some interesting thoughts about this. First of all, a being that five of these seven coaches in their second cycle are in the quarter. So the, the, you know, the recent, recent numbers are, are pretty good. And then the, the larger point is, you know, you only, you only get a second cycle if you did pretty well in your first cycle. So that then also makes you more likely. Can I give an be, exception? Can I give be an less successful to that? in your second cycle? Can I give an exception to that? Please. His name is Hansi Flick. Hansi Flick's going to go big Hans in the second cycle. Joachim Flick. I don't know if that's the name, but I'm making it up. He is being Hans offered a second term, and he did not do well in his first cycle. So I just want to offer right. an exception to that rule. Well, but then he is in a prime position <laughs> to improve in his second cycle, though. He could be okay. the exception of the exception. But a lot of the time, I mean, anyway, being the the larger point being like you do well one year and then you get the extension and then you don't do as well. It's sort of normal. It's just hard to have continued success in the World Cup. You know, I think that's very cool. I'm glad that those guys are doing it. I guess there are exceptions. It's not rocket science. However, can I give a little history lesson here? Can I do a rundown of the U.S. soccer coaches cycle? Yeah, go for it. So U.S. soccer has never not offered an extension to its national team coaches because they're lazy or whatever. So the history goes like this. That now, now in 1990, um, Bob Gansler was not – I don't know if he was offered one or not, but that was a whole different time. They didn't even have any money back then or whatever. So the first sort of big coach they had was Bora Milutinovic uh, at the behest of Franz Beckenbauer. Mm -hmm. Franz Beckenbauer told, um, what's his name, Rothenberg, whoever ran U.S. soccer, Hans Steinbrecher, one of those guys, to be like, hire Bora Milutinovic. He's a specialist. He's good. I hired Bora. Bora had an assistant named Steve Sampson. He did it. Bora left, but then they offered the extension to his assistant, Steve Sampson, who then led the U.S. into its worst ever World Cup, like ever, in 1998. So they lost, fired him. And they hired Bruce Lost to Iran. Lost to Iran. Lost to Iran. 2-1. Uh, Bruce Arena was then hired, the most winningest coach in USA history because of all his college titles, which would be totally foreign today. Did was very hired. well. Did very well in 2002. Did not do very well in 2006. So he was let go for Bob Bradley. Bob Bradley did pretty well in 2010. Uh, and then he was offered an extension again. He was fired a year in after the losing 5-1 to Mexico in the Gold Cup final or something. So they hired one, Jorgen Klinsmann. Klinsmann. Klinsmann, who was there for three years up to 2014, did okay in 2014. He had Bertie Folks as a supervisor. 
So I don't know exactly how much X and O's he was doing. Bertie Folks was maybe doing a lot of that stuff. And then Klinsman was offered a second cycle, like always, that they all are. He was offered it six months before the World Cup, by the way. A huge contract. Three million a year or some crap. And then uh, you know, we let that that led to us not qualifying. That led to COVID. Let's not even qualifying. Yeah, players. he then got yeah, he then got canned because he got right. canned and it destroyed the whole He believed program. his own believed his yeah. own hype. Believed his own hype. Now we got Greg Berhalter coming in. You know, got us back to where we were pretty much. I got this young crew ready. So US soccer historically always offers an extension. That's kind of why I'm confident that they're offering an extension now. And US soccer always, always, it's always a failure. So if Greg Berhalter does this next four years, and he does very well, that'll have broken the entire pattern of U.S. soccer history. Yeah, I mean, they cannot, they can't be mucking around, right? The next one is the big one. It's the it's home, uh, it's quarterfinals or bust, right? 2026, Semis. I'm not saying... Semifinals. Semis, baby. Ooh, really? We're hosts. If Korea can do but it, I mean, that's the. It. But I mean, that's that's the thing, right? It's like there's six teams that think they're going to win it. There's like eight teams who think they should make the semifinals. Everybody wants to make it out of the group. You know, but it's like there's not that, there's not that many spots. So what I will say is it's this. Hard. I had a Reddit discussion with someone, and we were back and forth. And pretty much I'm like, why can't we – be a team that grows into expecting ourselves to be in the top eight. And he's like, we can't be because the, the behavior of a country that expects itself to be in the top eight, and he lists all these things. The one thing he listed was soccer is in, in nine times out of 10, the only, uh, the most major, it's 10 times out of 10, the most major sport, if not the only sport for these elite countries, you know, like a Deutschland, like yeah, a Holland, like a, a France. Big, and it, it's in and their it, culture. It's ingrained. And it's like, but like, you know, so the fact that, and I thought about that, and I'm like, yeah, that's not like it here. But I'm wondering if, A, we could be an exception because the American way of life, we're so huge that even though soccer is niche, it's niche to 20 million people. That's 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 more than the population of the Netherlands. So can't we be a, a, a niche a, sport that's dominant? It also takes a long, it takes a long it takes a long, long time, you know, for these, like what other, you know, obviously they were, they used to be powerhouses that have faded, you know, the Hungary of the fifties, like Scotland Uruguay, in the seventies, eighties, Uruguay, right. They won twice, uh, not really contenders now. So, but then other countries, like it takes so long, like even France or Spain, like took them many, many right. decades to even win it. And those are like huge, I mean, and it's also just an, like you're looking at these quarterfinals. You know, never, these are all heavy hitter countries, right? right. Netherlands, Argentina, France, Morocco. England. Morocco is the only exception. You know, you could think. You but could they're put in front Spain. of a home crowd. That's the thing. But they're, like, yeah, they have the, but uh, Croatia made the final four years ago, right. you know, uh, Brazil. So these are all heavy hitters. And then, and that's the quarterfinal. We're not even at the semis. Quarterfinal, all big countries. So we have Italy didn't even make it. Germany is right. out. Uh, Spain is out. Uh, there was a like, photo on Facebook going around that had a picture of Italy, Spain, and Germany, the three World Cup winners in a row. Mm -hmm. And then and then they said none of these teams have won a knockout round match since they've won the World since Cup. Since then, Or yeah. something like that. It's true. So yeah. there's a lot of very, you know, you can fill, 
that's the point I'm making. You can fill a quarterfinal with a lot of very heavy hitters and not get to the U.S. or not get to, you know, it's hard to break into that group. Okay, and, Bjorn. Uh, but I think, okay. You, no, you finish your thought. Sorry, you no, I was just going to say, I think the, I think the U.S. is close. It's getting, yeah. it's getting close, sir. Close I thought so too, but part yeah. of me is wondering if that's a fallacy and we're not close. I think there's a lot of, there are a lot of, um, I think, systemic improvements that are, I was reading that column, Matt Matt Doyle had this column of his, about his predictions four years ago, who made the roster, which he picked, he had like six people, right? Which is not bad, I think, over the course of four years. And, uh, and, uh. But yeah, but you just you read those names and some of those make you laugh. It's like Danilo Acosta was supposed to make right. the squad. But anyway, there's a, um, there is a systemic change has happened. Like the academies are working. You have these pipelines. There's people right. all over the place, and so it's only gonna it's only gonna solidify and get better. Now, is this that gonna mean making the quarterfinals every time? No. Like yeah, Germany just. Went out group stage twice in a row. There's no guarantees ever, but I think right. the U.S. are on the way to become one of those uh, teams. You can make the case now that MLS is the best league outside of Europe. I don't know. That's not a no. You can't come on now. You can't. Who's what? What's better, Brazil probably? What else? Mexico, Mexico, Liga MX. Yeah, not, I don't just think... just because they lost once doesn't mean MLS is better. Of the well, 10 we'll times see what the, we'll we've see competed, what the, the League's Cup, I mean... We're going to see. We're going to see what happens. I think is Mexico, Mexico a million miles better? No, but they're a little bit better. They are. Not Come anymore. I don't think Come so. Now. I would say it's it's about... I would say it's about even. They have a lot of... Liga MX has a lot of financial issues. Um, I think the tide is a, li- is a little bit turning. Anyway, I'm not what saying... What I will say to that, though... Is you saw multiple ways to look at it. The only reason we're getting more competitive is because we're stealing their players. Like like our best players are also Mexican. Their best players are Mexican, and our best players are Mexican. So, so there's point, two ways. Your to, point. Your point being, saying, there's different ways to look at how successful a league is. You know, like is MLS successful developing American players? Yeah, it is. But are but are the biggest stars in MLS American? No, they're foreign. Are the biggest stars are, in Liga MX Mexican? Yeah, they yes, are. right. But so their their national team also is is in a is in a period of flux, transition. Yeah. yeah. So I know. But Brazil anyway, I'm not saying I'm not saying yeah. it's a I'm not saying it's a no brainer. But you can make certainly it's it's possible, maybe likely that by 2026, uh, MLS will be have will have surpassed those leagues. One can hope. What Especially if know. Cristiano Ronaldo lands in Miami, but like Daniel Young, he, him, his is, 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 is especially. Anyway, real quick. So this is a very good discussion. I, I, a couple thoughts. I'll, okay. I'll do one quick quiz thing, and then we'll go back. to Oh right, thing. trivia! I never know your questions that you. This is a trivia. Me, okay, is, let's hear. This it. is a trivia. This is more mind meld. There's an improv <laughs> game called Mind Meld. Remember Mind yep. Meld? I'm well, we're on the same thing. So in my, I believe there is a club, right? I think only seven or eight countries have ever won the World Cup. I think seven, right? Or maybe it's eight. Maybe let's say it's eight. Uh, you know, Uruguay, Argentina, uh, Italy, Italy, Germany, Brazil, Brazil, England, 
Germany, England, France, Spain, Spain. France. Yeah, so that's eight. eight. So we got eight, eight countries, right? Did we say Argentina? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I mentioned Argentina. So eight, yeah. uh, eight countries uh, that ever won it. And, and I've been lucky that in my time watching soccer, it started in the late '90s. Two teams were added to that club: France and Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, there are four countries in the club that were that were that are good enough to win a World Cup, but have never won a World Cup. Okay. What? What? And I'm talking modern teams. So uh-huh. I'm ignoring Hungary or the mighty Scots. I guess was Scotland ever really that good of a national? No, team? no, not like they were going to win it, but they right. they qual- they were better. They qualified. Past, they think made the semis right. in the seventies and something. Yeah, yeah. There are four countries. Okay. In a club that have the quality to win a World Cup, and and in my mind can realistically join the club right four. now. And by now, I mean like not necessarily this tournament, but in, in the 2010s. Let's call it. So, Holland, Portugal. Okay, that's two of the four, correct? I mean, you got to include Croatia, I guess. They made the final last time. That's, that's three out of four. Um, I mean, you know, Belgium was thinking they could. Bing, bing, like, bing, 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 bing. That's, that's it? the four. That's the four. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, I know Belgium didn't. I'm not saying they're guaranteed to win, but Belgium, they're Croatia, in the Yeah, I mean, I guess those are the four. Those are before the tournament. That's Those are the four teams that you would name, yeah, as... as and all right, I got it. Alive, right? Three of them are still alive. So three of them could join the club. And maybe Portugal just showed us with their coming out party against Switzerland that maybe they are about to join the club. Yeah. So it is a very exclusive club. That's all I'm going to say to that. And then going back to the U.S. being able to join the club. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping a lot of people are saying our future is bright. It is. I'm hoping this isn't just a generation. What I'm hoping is this is just the beginning of what's come to expect. We're going to have a lot more players come out the pipeline. We're going to have a lot more players come to compete. So in four years' time, this core is in their late 20s. And they're surrounded by a bunch of other 2021 year olds. Yeah, there's going to be they're doing what they're doing more, right now. Much more competition. Yeah. I mean, even it's a little bit, it's a little bit what I talked about, right? Last time, the, the, now you have Pulisic. He was the, he was the first one. He was the first one. He was the trailblazer. He was the guy. And, but even now, he's just one of many. And it's almost, almost, that's almost the problem that he's he's the guy, but he's not the guy. Yeah. There's plenty of other. Plenty of other talent. Yeah. You saw your TikTok I put out? You saw the big TikTok? Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Right. Some a lot people, of comments. A lot of people agree. Actually, they're either agreeing friendly wise or they're agreeing like we're idiots. Right, right. They're, right. they're like, uh, if that's the conclusion, then you're four years too late or some crap. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Some dumb thing. Anyway, uh, comments, internet comments are the best. No, I, like was, comments I thought like Daniel I, Young, him. I was I, I was again uh, uh, reminded of that when I was watching the France France game France against Poland because you know Mbappe and this I mean France was completely dominant it wasn't really in question but like for a while you know M- Mbappe is that guy where it's like oh it's yeah. high usage like everything goes through him and you know it's a mixed it's a mixed bag it's a mixed bag you know right. He yeah. but then he delivers. He scored like two right. incredible. If you're that guy, because it it comes at a cost, and you see it with Ronaldo now to an extreme where he really is not 
that good, but he still demands, you know, the right. the team sort of goes through him and then it becomes really destructive. But even even somebody at that high level, you're like, he has to deliver or else it's almost not worth it, you know, to have right. I mean, and he is of course amazing and he has he has he has to deliver, but that is the that is the problem. Really the only person that I can think of that doesn't have that problem is Messi because Messi makes every Max Messi just makes everybody better. Like he even he he's also a good passer. Like he is not he is not um uh you know like he, he I think his, his having him on the team doesn't seem to come at a price, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah compared yeah. to other players. No, I agree. I agree. But anyway going back so with the pipeline I am not 100% satisfied with our pipeline. I'm a little frustrated. I'm going a little bit of a rant maybe here. Okay. So I So <laughs> I'm just jealous cuz when Germany we... when, 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 why, why, No, why, go why? ahead. Go ahead. I, no, please when, go ahead. When Germany needed to fix itself, what did it do? The Das reboot. Vested money and systematically put training centers and and yada yada and really did a great re- renovation. In Does this it require case, more renovation? In this case, they yeah. just fired. They just fired Oliver Bierhoff. It was yeah. it was the hotel. They he picked the he yeah, picked yeah. The bad. He picked the wrong hotel, and that's that's why we, fault. That's why we're out. Bierhoff out. <laughs> I know that's a difference. Ridiculous. I forgot. Yeah. So Oliver Bierhoff was the one. So in two bad World Cups, the only guy who was whoever like the only person who ever paid for it was Oliver Bierhoff, Oliver the hotel Bierhoff. picker. Booked the, the hotel, yeah. booked it, booked a terrible hotel. <laughs> I'm sure he did a really good job, to be honest, because his 2014 was amazing, and the dude does good. People uh, have said, uh, I mean, he's been, yeah, I don't know, who knows? It's so hard to. Well, know I'm not what losing too on. much sleep. I'm not losing exactly. That well, yeah. it's one of those positions where you don't know what's going on. We should talk a little more about other things, German soccer, in a second. Let me do one U.S. trade youth rant, and we'll do German soccer. Please right. rant away. Okay. Don't so let me. Let's talk about Germany. Me Germany, blah blah blah. France. We need to be a good soccer nation. They built a super academy. Boom! They became the best freaking European team. Right? There are ways to fix it. Here in the United States, we 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 get eliminated by the round of sixteen, and we're always just like. I, either it's fine or it's good, you know. And I'm just, I'm just, if if I'm working at U.S. Soccer, or if I'm Donnie G up at MLS, but more at U.S. Soccer, I we have the same discussion we've had for 30 years. It's always like, well, you know, the youth developments pay to play, and we can't really get into cities, and there's all these what we can do to do better. And here we are with this great U.S squad young squad and his young squad came aggressively from a, from from dual nationals so a lot of these players were trained elsewhere mm-hmm. uh including our americans christian Polisic and weston mckenney and they, all the training was elsewhere they went to germany for that they went to germany to get trained so they could use a dust reboot system for their advantage and then we have 30 mls clubs but like four of them have created players. Tyler Adams from New York Red Bulls, Tim Ream from New York Red Bulls, Aaron Long from the New York Red Bulls, you know, and then, you know, a handful of others like Gio Reyna from the NYCFC system. And, yeah, and Joe and, Scali. You know. uh, but what I'm saying is like there's like Philly I mean, Union, Matt Turner, FC Dallas. For- well, well, hold on. Philly Union, uh, the two New York teams, and FC Dallas. 
pretty much provided the other bit of players. Four clubs uh, uh, on their prerogative. And it's like that's what you're leaning your entire national team system on. The fact that a coach is good at dual national recruiting, uh, finding Americans in foreign systems, and thankfully four MLS clubs uh, decided to start offer tra- decided to start training kids after this league being 25 years old. After knowing forever we need youth development, you know, Bradenton, the high school program failed. The DA failed, and U.S. Soccer's got all these lawsuits. And they're just in the courtroom all day, and they're they're a federation <laughs> that and they're a federation that answers to the state <laughs> organizations, and all they want is their youth soccer and their amateur fees. You know what I'm saying? It's like for crying out loud, I just feel the mechanism to solve our problems still isn't there. It's just a mechanism to talk about our problems over and over again, and to be fed that we're fine. Round of sixteen is fine. You know, and, I, and I feel the success of the national team is just happening in spite of anything U.S. soccer is doing. And if I'm the president of U.S. soccer, it's like, machin, 30 MLS clubs, get their training programs ready to go. Let's, but the, like, it should have been done 12 years ago. But the academies are it's happening now. It are happening. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's, again, this is however, the... someone threw a bunch of names at me. It's like, oh, yeah, how about this? Uh, Kate Cowell from San Jose and Kate Clark from the Rebels and gave me one or two names per club. One or Gaden, two. Caden, Jaden, Graydon. Caden, Jaden, and Cade. And it's just like, <laughs> these, these names, they're already 20. None of these guys are world beaters. I'm like, who is, is Kate Cowell going to be the but, next great winger? He's already 20. I, I don't know. These, these youth kids are good, but only good enough for MLS. None of these guys are set up for success in Europe. But Tyler there's, Adams was a, but a there's not, also, an there's all these kids... I mean, okay. How how good are any of these kids going to be in four years? Do you think? How good know. is Kate Cowell? Do you think Kate Cowell? No, is I don't the think answer? Kate Cowell. I don't think Kate Cowell is the answer. But it's a numbers game, right? Most prospects don't pan out. Like that's true everywhere. So I agree with you. It's a numbers game. So don't throw two average kids in my face as the academy's product. Kate Cowell things- needs to be tenth on the list. But these things take so much time. These takes, you have these, it's, it's, it takes a long time. You have all these, I mean, look at this. It's four years, four years to now. It's night and day. Look at this squad. Look at this, this, you know, you have people, you have, you have people starting in the Premier League. You have people starting in the Bundesliga. You have, you know, people coming down the, like that wasn't the case four years ago. No. And it's, our only pipeline, gonna, it's only going to continue. But that's because we send, what I'm saying is we send our kids to real training centers away ASAP, which is fine. I support that. But our domestic yeah, pipeline, I mean, it depends, is entirely a for profit system and depends entirely whether it makes money or not. And the minute there's no profit, it'll get cut. And that's the entire program our national team's government, US soccer, is leaning on. They're just like, our development academies failed. Sorry. Let's hope MLS is for private, for profit private institution. They'll create our players. Good luck. But it guys. seems I like that's the, the it seems like that's the only way that people develop at a high level. It's not like you can just grab someone and put them in a room, whatever. It's like, you know, they they develop in these competitive environments at a high level where there's other people that are that are that are good and that's why they go to Europe because and that's why the European clubs want the kids. Want the kids younger? I'm not saying. Listen, I'm not saying 
everything's fine. You know, you can still see. I read a it was I read a stat today that. Um, well, anyway, you don't need, even need stats. You know this. Like even in MLS, like the 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 attacking, for example, attacking midfielders are very rarely Americans. You know, like the American players get pigeonholed into uh, in into being defenders or goalies or you know, and so and you and you then and you, you it gets a little it gets a little thinner. You know, we have to get. The tens, Musa from uh, the tens, nines, and wing. It gets it's the, the pool is the pool is much thinner. They come from other right. places, so yeah, they're still. And for every for every like uh, Georgie Mihalovic, there's like three or four Iguains and Rodriguez's and Talis Magnos or whatever. The kids come from other places, so yeah, there's still a lot of still a lot of work to do. But I mean, if you want to be a glass half full kind of guy you can certainly point to a lot of good stuff happening and that's not going to stop happening it's just going to keep uh there's going to be more kids and there's going to be all kinds of pathways mls is going to get better uh so the the people who go through there are going to be improving some kids are going to go to europe and some are going to do well some are going to flame out and they're going to come back it's like you know it's just uh but there's more and more talent coming through and that's going to have an impact eventually Right. I hope so. I hope so. I Listen, U.S. soccer seems to be a pretty sleepy uh, bunch. That's what I'm saying. I'm not not going to argue. Every four not years, not going to argue with you us, there. Every four years, it's like we're at the world. Are we going to win? It's like I don't know. Are we? Maybe. It's like that's your job. Maybe it's the German in me. If if Stefan is U.S. soccer president, I solve that crap. That's that stuff gets solved. I we have it's a mathematics game. We have to know ahead of time that the World Cup is too competitive to flip a coin. You have to know ahead of time you have the quality to even make a run for it. You know, and that's that club we're talking about. But it, but in, but in but then some other you know other other teams other countries have this problem too. The but big... but we have the resource to solve it. And and, and I just All see right. I see an organizational two steps forward one step backward nonsense that's getting in our way. But I would also I would also say it's not always. Uh, it's not always burn it all down. If you go from 2018 to now, a lot has a lot has gone well, and I think I agree. But I don't I think, think U.S. soccer had much to do with any of that. That's... U.S. soccer didn't have anything to do with any of that. They, they, they. No, I mean, they I think that, I think in terms of the in terms of the talent development, the MLS academies have done a lot of good. MLS has sort of also re-evaluated their philosophy of becoming more of a selling. They're now they were no more okay with developing young talent and then having them move on versus getting over the hill Europeans. All that is positive. And I guess, yeah, U.S. soccer doesn't take a lot of credit. But, like, I mean, what Brian is the... Munchen buying Alfonso Davies, MLS was like, oh, which they should have done years ago. Yeah. And then, and then Brian Munchen set up a, a, a kinship with FC Dallas. Uh, and then that led to Chris Richards. And um, well, I don't think it led to Weston McKinney. Weston McKinney was yeah, around Texas at that time. And essentially they saw value in our players that MLS can make profit on. And I'm worried that MLS is going to use that as a totally separate business model from their league. They're like, we'll hire Argentinians to play the games. Our schmuck fans will pay the season tickets for them. And our young American kids will develop and sell off to Europe. And that will be our two business models. Where in Brazil yeah, – I mean, those rosters are 20, 
of the 25 roster, it's 24 or 25 Brazilians per team playing, crushing it, and the best of the best go get sold off. But they get – right. That's like – it's like uh, – isn't that – I don't know what the – you know this better than I do, but isn't that like 10, 12% of Brazil's exports is soccer export? GOP uh, is, is soccer players man, selling is soccer really? players? Yeah, I think all, it's all a, I know is that the Brazilian league breaks even on its ticket sales. I think it's an enormous. Top, 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 I don't. I I don't remember what the exact number was, but I was like, wow, actually, the it's a significant percentage of the gross domestic product of Brazil is selling. And it's something to look players. up to. Can we copy that? No, not yet. But we can split the difference. We can go towards something like that. I just want our players to to. I don't know. It's just. I, I think we can always do better. And right now, I think U.S. For soccer sure. is being like, thank God MLS is private entity in New York, but it has interest entirely but in profits. But I think that's, also, that's and, all and you have to... interest entirely in the 10 billionaires that own the league. Thank God they're doing something because we, we're we not. So I'm just like, U.S. soccer, that's you. Yeah, and you I think... solve that. I think that is true. There isn't the same... Yeah, there's, there's not the same scrutiny or the same level of pressure as... In other countries, although on the other hand, like what has the DFB done lately to great segue help, to help things? So Please. the DFB just Go got ahead. a new president for their Bundesliga. This lady, I always forget her name. DFL, so, yeah. Uh, well, Laura she's already something. she's already out, right? They want to get rid of her ASAP because she is bringing up changes. She's the lady that introduced the concept of maybe having a playoff system. She's like, we need to change German soccer because it's broken, and all the old hard heads are just like, what? Get rid of her. It's like we ain't broken, and I think she's on her way out. Was a shame because she was the only one talking sense that whole. But is that the is that the reason? I don't know the way. That's what I'm hearing. I have to dig into it more. I it sounded more like she wasn't. She wasn't delivering. She wasn't delivering. She made a lot of. She made a bunch of promises that she didn't deliver on. She's she's been there for nine months, Bjorn. Yeah, I don't know. How do you? It's so un-German to to fire somebody. To fire a woman. She she wanted to reevaluate the fifty plus one rule, and I think that's gonna they gotta get rid of her fast because of that. Hmm. And, right. and we, we've talked about this before. It's like German soccer's got to give, something's got to change, because again, ten years in a row, call me crazy, but they ain't solving shit. And during that ten years of time, the German national team has been eliminating two World Cups at the group stage. All right, a lot has changed since twenty fourteen. And Bierhoff himself said that we need to keep up with the Joneses. He built a national academy in Frankfurt, I think, and stuff. But unfortunately, it led to nothing. They built a really cool soccer museum in Dortmund, by the way. Did we talk about this? No, this is, I haven't been. I, I, I watched this German vlogger, and he was in Dortmund. He went to the oh, museum. Right. It looks amazing. Oh, I want to go. We need Schitzel boys to go to the Euro Cup 2024. I'm going to Dortmund. We're going to the German soccer museum. Let's do it. Sure. We're going. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and then they got rid of Bierhoff. What the heck does that mean? They're going to keep Flick. Uh, 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 apparently, Freddy Bobic is linked with the new general manager position. Yeah. I would love for it to be someone like a Ralf Rangnick. Because, you know, Ralf Rangnick is a professional. That is not good. I think director. that's, yeah, that's, there were some rumors about that, that it would be Rangnick and Tuchel. Rangnick would oh, be yeah. the organizer. Tuchel. And Tuchel would be. Tuchel would be the coach, and oh, but they're man. like this is not this does not jive. I mean, how really, do you feel of Tuchel being coach? No, thank you. Tuchel's not a good coach. Stop what giving are you him talking jobs. Talking about he won the Champions won League, won one with title, 
And for five matches, he's been he keeps falling up. He won one Champions League with I think Chelsea. He's a prickly, I think he's a prickly guy. I think he gets, but I don't think he's I don't think he's a bad <sighs> coach. But those guys are. I mean, I hate Rangnick, the way Rangnick would play. turn. Rangnick would turn the whole DFB upside down. I don't think they're ready. I and think it's it a good way like, though. And it seems like the guy in charge right now is Vatska. Right, I saw that. President Vatska is basically the number one guy in German soccer. So I don't like Vatska. What could what could go wrong? Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see how this goes. Again, also sort of similarly to the U.S. The Euros in Germany, as we've been saying, so the pressure's on, and they got to deliver. If they if they go out in the group stage, then that's all. That's it. That's it for uh, for German soccer as a world power. I don't know. We'll see. I, I think like the U.S. though, all they're going to do is wait. They're like Musiala looks good. Let's hope others show up. I mean, I do think, I do think. I I think this team looked pretty good. Actually, I don't have a lot of beef with their. Uh, they got unlucky against Japan. They played well against Spain. They beat Costa Rica, and then it was math. You know, the the weird Spain Costa Rica game sort of threw everything off in terms of goal differential, etc. You're being too lenient. This yeah, was not. I feel. I feel very different. I said this before. I feel very different. 2018. I was like, everybody has to go. This team is crap. Love is is in his Vegas phase. There's no defensive midfielder. What is even this line? You know, he's never seen a lateral pass he didn't like. This time, I don't feel that way. I feel like they're going to be okay. And I think Hansi yeah. Flick should get a second cycle. I think he has he I has think. the potential to figure it out. He's going to learn from his mistakes. I Germany think the squad is, is pretty good. Germany is sort of the exception to that rule. Because historically, the assistant, it's always been, in German soccer tradition, this, the, the coach has always been like a caretaker for long periods of time. Yeah, and then, and the assistant then takes passes over it and he on does to it for someone. long periods yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happened many, many times from Zepp Herberger to Helmut Schoen, Helmut Schoen to Jupp Deaval, where it maybe broke that broke that pattern. Uh, and then Beckenbauer took over for a long time, then Betty Folks for a yeah. while. Uh, I think, in, I think in club too. teams, in yeah. club teams, consistency is, is, uh, is is good you know it's valued obviously two world cup cycles eight years by club standards is like an absolute eternity like there's right. very few very few coaches last that long so yeah it's it's a little different anyway yeah, it was lovely lovely talking to you about all this yeah we're going for it you know our future's bright and you want to talk about mls for 60 seconds i know Garth Lagerway oh, is doing great. Garth Lagerway is now in Atlanta. LA Wilfred, Galaxy got punished for spending Wilfred, money on yeah, players. Yeah, Wilfred Nancy is in can, is at can the I do crew. another rant? Can I do another little rant, little rant. <laughs> a, you're not going to be able to do it in 60 seconds. <laughs> I could guarantee all, you that. All I'm going to say is MLS keeps priding with. Oh, we have 40 players in the World Cup, all eliminated by the round of 16. By the way, I think there's only one player left on the bench, Argentina. So what does that say? So you have a league where the players aren't good enough to make it past the quarters, which is whatever. And then you have clubs trying to splash cash to get quality players. And the league punishes those clubs and says, don't sign players for that quality. You can't afford it. They can't afford it. But we the have these dumb rules protecting the crappy owners so they can't afford it. <laughs> the flip like, side. If, if you <laughs> want to be the, 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 the best league in the world, then you have to pay for the best players. Well, it doesn't even work though, unfortunately. Like in the same same as Inter Miami, they got punished for signing yeah. these people, and you're like, "What? They 
<laughs> didn't even they were LAFC even has to be next, right? LAFC has to we'll be next. We'll find out. We'll find they, out. They they've can got but, to be. But if you're good, they they turn a blind eye, it seems like. Anyway. I hope so. That's why we that's why we are that's why we are a good combo. You are a glass half empty kind of guy. I'm a glass half full kind of guy. <laughs> you're right. I'm very depressed. <laughs> I was like, I was supposed to pay how much for season tickets? And you're punishing the club for paying for players? Damn, how much money do you want from me for this crap? By the way, the USA Bosnia game, tickets start at forty three dollars. And it's like I was at that game last year. There's not Christian Roldan's gonna be the biggest star on that field. Forty three dollars for Christian Roldan? No a thanks. Two, it's a two digit amount. You can't even get a Taylor Swift t shirt for that kind of money. That <laughs> is a reasonable. That is a reasonable. You need to buy clearance like my legacy thing. <laughs> no, no, no. Christian Roldan against Bosnia, but players never heard of. I'll give you twenty bucks for that. It was a half empty stadium last year. I should remember. I was a third of the stadium. If we're so, talking if we're talking about MLS, I am still on free agent watch. Alex Collins and Sean Johnson are free agents. I hope they come back. I'm not sure they both will. So is Aaron Long, I think. Uh, him I could If he comes back and I wants thought, to be a better player. Wasn't he like wasn't didn't Fab Romano have some announcement like he's going to where is he going? No. I uh, I know I know three different MLS clubs have been asking about him. But I haven't. Let me look that up right now. I Is thought there, there was. I thought there room? was something. No, no. Like even before the World Cup, they was like, "Oh, he's going here," and I everybody's like, "Huh, that's weird that he's not waiting until." Uh, Sounders in the mix for Aaron Long. Oh, maybe I, I must. Sounders have, okay. have been linked. So, so that's I weird. Was, I, think, uh, uh, I was incorrect. All right. Well, I think he was linked to uh, Manchester City. I think he was going to be the new starting center back. He was gonna be the he was gonna be their their kit manager or like what is he? No 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 associate kit manager. <laughs> kit manager's a legend. He's been there forever. You can't replace him. Old one eye they call him. He has no. He only has one eye. Uh, I think I think this is my hot take. We I don't think we will see Aaron Long again starting for the <laughs> national team. Oh, I was gonna say ever. I'm like, what do you know? <laughs> I think Iran got their hostage. Well, never, <laughs> no, like you play, he'll play him. For, no, he'll play for a club. He's never. He's, I don't think he'll no. play for the national team again. Yeah. If I'm New York Red Bulls, we just announced we finally had Sebastian Drostel, our new scout, had a scouting coming by. I think he's 18 years old or something. But uh, uh, if I'm New York Red Bulls, I'll pay whatever it takes to get Alexander Collins to to wear a Red Bull jersey next year. Oh my god. Fucking amazing! Like, even, you don't have to move. You don't have don't to. Don't even joke. Don't even joke about that. I would, I would. be so upset. I would. I would be so upset. There's no way. What? There's no He's way worth you can pay him a million dollars a year, right? I'd pay him a million dollars. There's, there's not. There's not enough money for him to go to the Red Bull. No way. He's yeah, not for going you. To not Bulls. for him. Ask him. Oh my god, that would be so upsetting. <laughs> all right, all right. So here first, Alex Collins to the Red Bulls. All right, I'm playing. Happy out. World Cup. <laughs> Have fun at the quarterfinals. We'll see you guys at the conclusion of the quarterfinals, perchance. Maybe it's all over. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they're. What Makes are sense. they? They're Friday, Saturday. No, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. Saturday, Sunday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or something. Friday, Saturday. We will. Uh, you'll see on YouTube. Let's look up. Uh, right hold on, I know this stuff. It's uh, Friday, Saturday. You will see us what? Perhaps Monday, Monday? night, like usual. <laughs> or yeah, Sunday night? 
You'll see us next Monday Monday night at our usual time. Enjoy the quarterfinals. We'll talk quarterfinals next Monday. We'll preview the semifinals. Yeah. We'll preview Morocco versus England and Holland versus, uh, what's the other one? Holland versus uh, Croatia. France, England? No, no. England, Morocco on one side. And Holland, Croatia on the other side. All right. And then we have a Holland-England final that the Dutch finally win. They join the club. They join the club. Make it nine. All right. Bye-bye, everyone. Tschüss. Auf Wiedersehen. Bye.